You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 572 for Monday, November 2nd, 2015. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Many performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. Hey everybody, it's DB in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the world's famous White Roof Radio. Tonight, we are 100% Star Wars free. <laughs> because Alex is in a... He's stuck Alex got stuck at dessert course at some corporate conference or something. That was Todd, of course. Todd's here joining us. Motoringstripes.com. Todd, say hello. Hello, I am here. And of course, our head mechanic, uh, the good reverend, Chad Miller from Detroit Tuned. DetroitTuned.com is with us as well. Hello, everybody. Gentlemen, how are we? I'm good. I'm drinking a... a modified salty dog oh nice i have to say i need to start off talking about the weather because it's arizona and today i almost need a hoodie Whatever still wearing shorts but it's i almost a, need a hoodie it was it was uh long johns and snow pants and uh you know hat and gloves today here in michigan yeah so. walking the dog this morning 33 degrees oh yeah no that wasn't me i rode one on a bike ride last night it was still 80 degrees at eight o'clock at night and, and you chilly. had a parka on, right? Oh, dude, I was freezing to death. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I almost needed my windbreaker. You must not be riding hard enough, man. <laughs> I was doing like 17 miles an hour the whole time. I almost needed my windbreaker. It was ridiculous. I am, you can get out I of their gear. I have completely acclimated to Arizona weather. 100% acclimated. I believe that. It gets well, under 80 degrees, and it, I'm, I'm freezing. I want pants and a parka. It wasn't that hard coming from the Inland Empire. Not like it snowed there. No, no, no. But in the wintertime, it does get cold. Um, you know, cold at night. You know, typically 50s, 40s at night. Right. It's, no, I see uh, I see JC, our, our buddy uh, Juan, from out there posting yeah. pictures when it's still like 99 degrees. Oh, yeah. So California has <laughs> been suffering uh, for the last few years with um, Indian summer really, really bad. Yeah. Uh, in fact, when California had that big heat wave a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was actually 10 degrees cooler in Arizona. Yep. It was nice. It was like going, ha, huh, check us out, bitches. How do you like me now? And speaking of weather, I'm going to be in Vegas next week at SEMA. And what does the, that have to do with weather? The forecast in Vegas for next week. It's going to be actually warmer in Kansas City uh, than it is in Vegas next week. Dude, Vegas gets cold, man. you got to watch out for that. Yeah, it's it a cool front. It up on you, too. Highs, highs in the low 60s next week when I'm there at SEMA. Uh, so I'll, I'll be bringing a jacket because, yeah. you know, at nights it gets into the 40s. which is Oh, yeah, good. and then you get the 40-mile-an-hour desert winds whipping through there. And yeah, that's cold at night. Dude, you're done. And I'm renting a convertible, too, so it's going to be chilly. I'm bringing my... Why are you renting a convertible? You're going to SEMA. Why don't you just ride a bus? Uh, it's not a Mustang. Yeah, man, I got I got things to do. I got people to see. I got an image to uphold. Yeah, whatever. And you know, I want to drive like um, they've rotated their their stock at the uh, at the rental car facility, and lately I believe they've got some Camaro convertibles. And so of the selection, uh, I I really hope I get one of those because I just want to drive it and see what it's like. Right. Okay. So I just rotate through the cars. I'm going to drive. We're going to be talking more about Todd's current vehicular woes a little bit later on this evening. Yes. He's looking. Sure that's a woe. And guys, just I'm just gonna warn you now. He's and, and I made him stop so he's here for the show. But he's looking at an infinity. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! It's obviously gonna be white. No, oh, it's gotta be just, black I, with I, tan I just, leather. I just can't even right now. I so bad. I just can't even. Mm. Oh, it's horrible. Come on, I remember. I can go back and find the show where DB said one of his dream cars was uh, like an Infiniti G37 or something. I like, like the Infiniti G37. I never said it was a dream car, but I do like that car. The, the it sounds coupe, good. 
the coupe version of the 300ZX, right? Yeah, it's the it's or whatever the G- it is, the 370. Now it's, it's the G37. It's the same car, just it's longer, but it's basically it's the same drivetrain as the Z car. I'm always thought, oh, you know, that's kind of dope. I like that car. It sounds. Really I didn't say good. I'd own one. I said I liked it. A big difference. <laughs> just saying, dude. All right, we'll save Dream it. Dream car. We'll save it. Save it. Before we start talking about Todd's ridiculous thoughts about automobiles of late. Whatever I do is going to shock people, I guarantee Dude, it. Dude, I'm, I'm, me and Chad are still pushing really hard for the uh, the the slammed Volvo wagon. That old diesel wagon. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying. Or like an old uh, you know, Chevy Centurion. Something. Yeah, that'd be dope. <laughs> A Caprice well, Classic. Yes, I like it. I, I own two Caprice Classics. Really? Oh, yeah. The first one was a 76. That was great. I love that car. You could crawl in the engine bay. There's so much room. Yeah, that car, that, you could fit like 12 people in that car comfortably. Yeah, I had a 74. My first car, it was a 74 Cadillac Sedan DeVille. Oh, great. Massive car. It's like 19 people crammed in that thing. Oh, yeah. It, I've seen it pic- doesn't really, it kind of drives itself. It just floats along, and you're like, yeah, there's gas. Oh, that thing's total. Yeah. It does. You know, you can turn the steering wheel like a whole quarter turn and nothing happens. Nothing. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so you got to be prepared. You know, you always got to be on guard. Oh, it's, that's good. Tensile. It's funny because like right now I'm always telling people about the sidewall and what the difference of different sidewall sizes are and stuff like that. A 45 series versus a 35 series, you know. And in that car, you didn't care about sidewalls like because they were all the same. They were all just big and sloppy. And Oh, yeah. That was a what were those Chad like 150 series? <laughs> no, it's like driving a John boat is what it yeah, was. Yeah, it was probably a 75 or 85 series sidewall on it. Yeah, things are huge. It's a you, know, you got four inches of sidewall. It's good times. That's and they always and, and especially awesome if it was all white. Yep, white walls. Yeah, I did have the white walls. I did. It was a bright red car with white walls. Or pimp like that, brother. It was nice. Let's uh, talk about many stuff tonight, though, instead. Lynn, we're going to get to all that. We've got some news from Motoring File, including uh, we're going to talk more about the uh, power steering recall that's going around. Uh, again, um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Todd's ridiculous choice of uh, automobiles and a few other things, whatever we can think of before the end of the show. Before we get to any of that, let's remind you guys about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof, our friends over at outmotoring.com, who remind us, friends, fellow mini owners, to never stop modding. You would know this if you got the outmotoring.com email newsletter, which is super simple to get. You go over to the website, and there's a little box at the bottom, and you just put in your email address, and you start getting these really cool outmotoring.com email newsletters. When they come in, they get this neat little story. You know, you find out that 14 new mini products were added to the site this week. You learned about the JCW shift boot, which is absolutely gorgeous. Looks like that's for the F56. Oh, my God. It's just amazing. Uh, Gen 1 clutch kits you can get. Performance radiators you can get. These are all the things that you can buy at outmotoring.com. You would learn about that if you got the email newsletter. Really super awesome. Another super awesome thing about that email newsletter, when you get it, you get your own 5% discount coupon that saves you 5%, oddly enough. Um, this this month, I'm looking at mine right now. I've got my own little discount coupon. And if I wanted to go to Outmotoring and buy stuff, I could punch that coupon in when I checked out, and I would save 5%. That's pretty awesome. But besides all these really cool things, like the JCW shift boot, like the performance radiator or Gen 1 clutch kit, if you need a clutch and you have a Gen 1 car, good chance you might need a clutch soon anyway, um, or side skirts for the JCW side skirts for the F56. Besides all of that, Outmotoring.com has everything that you need for your Mini. And I don't care if you need uh, replacement parts. You're doing your own oil change? Oh, Outmotoring's got you taken care of. Totally got the whole kit. Uh, any other DIY parts, 
homeowner's got most of them over there. Uh, it's amazing. The tools to do those repairs, got them. Car care products to keep your mini sharp looking, clean, shiny, and smelling fresh and clean. Homeowner.com is the place to go. Plus all the stuff for your person, hats, shirts, shoes, watches. All that jazz. All of that's available for you over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Go over there, check them out if you'd be so kind. That's uh, our friends over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Mini Performance Speed and JCW Shift Boot. That's Outmotoring.com. Maestro. Boom. In the news. The, the, the Kansas City Royals. Maybe by this point are world champions. Maybe. I was disappointed. Uh, We'll talk baseball for a minute, but really I was disappointed. The Cubs made it so far as the playoffs. And yeah. then they just choked so bad. Yep, yep. Well, they, they lost in four straight to the team that the Royals have squashed. I know. The first two games of the World Series at the time we record this. We're on an just off amazing. night. It's amazing. I'll, I, I don't really care because my Arizona Cardinals are kicking ass. Well, there you go, Mr. Football. See? I, football. I, I am I am incredulous that DB is watching football. <laughs> I only watch the Cardinals games just relax. Still, still, <laughs> that's all I'm watching is those Cardinals games because they're exciting to watch. I mean, shit, we're what seven and two. You have relinquished your ability to use the word sports ball from this point forward. <laughs> <laughs> well, you no, because may... if I talk, if anybody talks to me about college, college is total sports ball or basketball. Basketball, total sports ball. I have zero interest in basketball. Don't care. And see, for me, it's college basketball. That's a, that's my favorite sport. College basketball is okay because they have to follow the rules. Well, college they basketball. Have to dribble. I, I say I'm a college basketball fan because my team, the the University of Kansas, where I graduated, okay. they've been national champions like four times. So, uh -huh. sure. Um, yeah, they're really good, and it's fun to watch them play. So, yeah, it's it's fun to watch a team if your team is winning, right? Yeah, it's fun to watch when your team wins, especially if you don't have a team. It's like, oh, I'll take this one. Chad is eerily silent right now. Oh, you know what? That's because the Lions are so poor this year. The Lions have actually committed suicide. Yeah, <laughs> nobody and, uh, knows. And Nobody's found out it, yet. Call it quits for the year. Yeah. Didn't but, the, uh, you know, Lions okay, whatever. The, didn't the Lions guy? lose to the Bears? I... I don't I know. They they, Kaz not even paying attention anymore. I don't care. I, you know what? They they got good colors, silver and blue. All right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> On that note, let's talk about minis. Let's yeah. talk about mini cubers up. Let's go ahead and start. Should we start at the bottom? Should we start at the top? Uh, let's start. Decisions, decisions. Uh, mini comes in first in the ADAC customer barometer. I think this Which goes along with what we were talking about last week with the uh, consumer reports. Maybe a little bit, but this is a, just a German auto enthusiast kind of. I when you really look into it, you're like, okay, who is this? Oh, it's Germany, and it's auto enthusiasts, and it's a magazine I've never heard of. Maybe the people from Germany have. Somebody correct me. Right, and it's maybe fine. Friend, I mean, hey, friend Axel, I'll chime in. Hey, it was a press release from Mini because they're like, hey, look, somebody likes us. <laughs> <laughs> instead of us ripping us a new one for recalling the brand new cars five times within a first year. Right, right. So there's that. That's pretty exciting. Um, we have more information about the club and Gabe actually got to see the club and Todd got to see the club in this week too. He's going to talk more about that after news. Um, but so Gabe put up a post here about, you know, the club and showcasing what's new and old. And and he really, if you, if you read the article in Gabe's take in Chicago, they did a, a bit it was a big thing it was more than just the the cars it was like a whole event right and it was a combination of showing the clubman and kicking off the new corporate identity for mini and who they're targeting there was for lack of a better term the hipsters mm -hmm. who are into everything artisanal and the maker movement 
Yeah, and so they had craft people serving craft cocktails. They had somebody making leather boots. So they're really trying to appeal to this. And I seriously, I can't think of a better uh, word or categorization for people other than hipsters. Because <laughs> to me, it's all the people who like street tacos, craft beer, right. bi- bicycles, right. facial That's hair. Me. Oh, I'm talking about DB. That's yeah. <laughs> I only have facial hair because I can't get tattoos, and in Arizona you have to have one or the other. Yes, or both. yes, tattoos. Otherwise, you get extradited to um, Iowa or something. And please, for the love of God, don't go to the skinny jeans. Oh, I can't go to the skinny jeans. Okay, but that's because my quads are as big as my head from riding bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so um, you know, Gabe was talking about that how many showing off the new corporate identity right. and really targeting this demographic, if you will. Which I think is is uh, an interesting thing. Um, I'm going to reserve judgment before I call it good or bad because, man, I have been having many discussions. I have lots of friends in advertising. Right. And it's a big deal, like what Mini is doing right now. It is a big... It's, Going after the hipsters, that's a big deal? It's Well, no, it's a big deal. Hipsters, if ch- hipsters is the wrong no. word. We need to find... Because it's not... Hipster, no, it's big deal reinventing the brand. Well, yeah, the big deal. Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant was the big deal. It's reinventing. It's basically changing the corporate identity of the brand after, you know, 13 years of successful. I understand why we've done it, and I'm going to say it again. I'm going to beat this drum one more time. We're going to continue it until everybody in the mini world knows why they're doing it. It's because their old themes of all dark and, you know, quirky and fun and everything like that. Uh, it has been played. Everybody else has tried that. So what I'm saying is back in 2002 when they came out with the all black, you know, go left when everybody else is going right and it's the anti-SUV, it's the SUV backlash. Remember all those cheeky fun things? Right. That appealed to a lot of creative people who were like, this is cool, man. This is creative. It's cool. Everything's dark and neon yellow and green and all of this. And they said the car design is awesome. It's retro. And they went and looked at it because it was it appealed to them on a creative level. Right. But then those people were like, well, wait, this is a really good car. Like we all realized, damn, this is a premium. You know, at the time, Mini was the first in so many areas. Like this is going to sound funny to people today. But remember mm-hmm. the Mini had a CD player as standard? Oh, that was a huge deal. It was a big deal in 2002. It was that a, was huge. It was a big deal. And not only did it have a CD player, but it also came with air conditioning as standard. And heated which seats. Which is one of the as, first cars to actually do that. Yeah, cold weather pack and heated seats as an option. Yeah. And navigation as an option. I think it took a year or so before navigation. But still, on a $20,000 car, you could get now from the factory. That was unheard of in 2002. So anyway, something that the, the marketing appealed to creative types... But then you realized, wow, this is actually a good car, and it's fun. It turned people into car enthusiasts. Okay, well, fast forward, you know, 15 years to where we are now, or 13 years to where we are now, and realizing that everybody else has kind of gone after that, like, creative, come find our car. But everybody else has realized all of the creative marketing around other brands is crap because the product is crap, and I'm being generalizing here sure but mini is like wait a minute we got to change it because now we have to stand out we have to do something that makes us stand out in the in the commodity or the commoditization of the car market that's out there today right like every car that's on the market today whether you buy ford chevy toyota honda 
Acura, Infiniti, Lexus, they're all they're all good cars. Like everything made today is made pretty darn well. Unless you buy a Chrysler, like a Jeep or a Fiat. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that last week. Yeah, down there at the low. So everything, you think about it, you really can't go wrong buying a new car today because the warranties are really good. The the level of of uh, equipment on it, they're all pretty comparable and really good. And so it's hard really to stand above that with your brand. So Mini is going after it from a marketing standpoint saying, listen, this is really a premium car. You really need to look at it. Because for the last 12, 13 years, everybody's looked at Mini and thought, oh, it's just a fun little car that, you know, college girls drive, which is complete crap. Right. But they're trying to change the perception in the public so that they can go after people who, and like I said, for lack of a better term, these creative hipsters, um, right. and they're not all hipsters, but the, the creative type of people, yeah. they're trying to go after them and say, listen, you need to look at this car with an amazing history and heritage and the fact that it's a really good car, your friends might make fun of you or you might have the wrong perception of this, but this is a great freaking car. And it is. So right. saying it like that, you understand it. And then like Gabe going to this event and you see it and Minnie's, you know, trotting all of their wares out and, you know, bringing out the new clubman and saying, look at this gorgeous car. And it really is gorgeous. After the, the event space, though, looked like it was configured to be kind of almost barn-like. It would look like it was made from recycled pallets, you know. Which and, and it looks like they had some guy there making something with metal or wood. Yes, yes, that's very hipster. Yeah, totally chasing after the maker movement. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, and I hey, I that appeals to me also, but on a different level. Like, I want to see what's fun about the car, and I hope that hasn't gone away. I hope we don't lose that aspect of. Man, this car puts a smile on your face. I don't care who you are when you get in it and drive it and, you know, you'll enjoy it and you'll have fun with it. Right. That's what I don't I don't want to lose. And I think a lot of people are like worried about that because if right. that happens, you're going to well, lose. Our, all of us, our first our first experience with the Mini was with a, an R50 or an R53. Right. And, that was and, and you drive that car, you couldn't help but smile. And then the R56 came along and it kind of still saved that for the most part. Yeah. Um, and then the F fifty six, I think it, it's not quite as it's it's better to drive, but I don't think it's quite as fun to drive. I would agree with you a thousand percent. You know, does that make sense, Chad? Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Have you had? I don't know. Have you had a chance to drive an F fifty six yet, Chad? Uh, not more than like two feet yet. I I would like to. Um, haven't had a chance to yet. But uh, while they do handle well. It doesn't handle as well as the older cars, or it doesn't have that. It's a different path. feeling. It has a. Di it, it's a different, diff different feeling. I mean, they they made it better in some aspects, but they dumbed it down in other. But it's not a bad thing. It's it's a weird middle ground. I mean, it still handles better than any you know Chevy Malibu or or any <laughs> of the cars. They're all like a Chevy Malibu, it, you know. So it's it's better in more BMW senses, but different in many senses yeah yes. and i just think that this crowd that if you try and generalize from a marketing standpoint they're going after it's the same crowd that shops at thrift stores though right. you know but or, see but the thing is it's with that crowd is they well then they have the money that, to buy a nice car then. 
Well, they're lucky that they're buying cars because that crowd is kind of anti-car. Yeah, they're using Uber all the time to go everywhere. And right. And they're super excited about this Google self-driving cars and all yeah. that kind of thing. Or they don't even drive at all. I mean, they right. right. Exactly. I know multiple people that don't even have licenses yet. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, Yeah, we're going into that. That is that transition's happening now, where people just don't want to drive because they don't have to. They live in the city, and they don't need a car. Well, or they live in the burbs and they just use Uber or a bus or right, a bicycle. Right. And I think the the millennial generation, which is a younger generation, who yep. one doesn't have the money to go out and buy a mini now unless their parents buy it for them. Right. They're not looking at that as an aspirational car. This is not who Mini's going after. So I think the the problem of you know, targeting that generation of people who really couldn't care less about driving. That's not what they're going after because that's that's not part of the BMW brand, if you will. And let's face it, Mini has gone full on BMW with this. Now, <clears throat> speaking of it, and speaking of the Clubman, I will reveal something else that I found out this week, and it was finally confirmed to me, that we all know the Clubman's going to have two choices for the screen. We talked about this last week, the in-dash screen, which is a 6.5-inch like uh, LED display or the 8-inch LED display with the full-on navigation, right? Right. Well, the, and BMW went to this a couple of years ago, and you notice a lot of other car companies are going to it. Well, you know why? It's because they're hedging their bets that the government is going to require backup cameras as standard on these cars, and so the car has to have a screen somewhere in it. Somewhere in the car, there has to be a screen for that backup camera to show up, and if all you have is like an LED readout, what are you going to do? Like... So those are going by those are gone now. I yeah, that makes sense. As of like we've seen it, the the Clubman, we've seen it, the convertible now. You only two options. Standard, the car comes with a six and a half inch display, which is is nice. It's not as big and as high res as the the navigation display, but <clears throat> that's what they're going to, and that's why they're doing it. So it's a no charge option in both the Clubman and the convertible for the six point five inch with Mini connected and. It really is going to be a no-charge option when the government requires a backup camera. Nobody's going to be able to charge for that. Right, exactly. And how many companies, like every Honda now, I think, every Honda across the board comes with a backup camera now. Yeah. Well, they're not going to be able to charge for it, quote-unquote, as a as an option. It'd be like charging for seatbelts. If it's required the, by the government, come on. But the cost of the car will go up because you have oh, yeah. to have, you know. It, yeah. it will, but as the cost... But it's not going to go up a grand, like, is what they're charging for the screen now. It's, I think it's $500 for the backup camera now. It's like a $500 option, and it's included with one of the packages. But right. let's look at this right. You could go out and buy a GoPro, which shoots high-definition video and audio for, what, 300 bucks now? 250 bucks? Yeah, for $400. 400 bucks. Okay. Yeah. So you look at the, that kind of technology is available. It is not expensive because clearly GoPro was making a profit on this. Yeah, a lot right? of profit. Right? And if a car company's putting, you know, a camera in, so it's not that the technology is so expensive that it's impossible to do and it's going to kill the profits of company. But yeah, you know, they're not using HD cameras or anything. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not that big of a deal. Now, the company's first gen iPhone uh, uh, uh <clears throat> time cameras. Yeah, like so a 2 VGA, megapixel, 3 VGA, megapixel. Maybe maybe VGA. Yeah. But it's not like, let's say, in an X5, if you've been in one of those lately, or an X6, or an Infinity QX line that, Just has, stop. A, a three, Just stop. that has a 360 camera. When you put it in reverse, you see a sky view of the car and everything around you 360 degrees. Just stop. Nobody cares. Well, that's coming to the Mini. I guarantee you that'll be in probably the next generation of Mini after the, the F-Series is done here. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But anyway, so... 
Anyway, let's move on. Um, let's go ahead and let's finish up with the, uh, the uh, power steering pump recall. This has been ongoing. For those of you who are new and thinking, oh, my God, there's a power, st- power steering pump recall on my car. If you have a 2002 to 2005 Mini Cooper, there has always been a power steering pump recall on your car. It's not going. So originally, they extended. I'm sorry, Chad. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's been more of an extended warranty, but it's kind of interesting that they've actually been pressured now to actually replace this because I don't know anybody else that hasn't had it replaced yet. I mean, it's been really done, and then they've still like, okay, we got to do one more thing. To me, it's kind of uh, a dead horse. I mean, already, but I guess it's still a major issue. Well, it could be a, it's a safety issue if it's never been done on the car, and I, I personally have my O3, the power steering failed on it at about forty five thousand miles. I was still under warranty, and I will guarantee you if you um if you are not a muscular type person, you will not get very far in that car because yeah. you won't be able to turn it at low speeds. Well, I I agree. I mean, I while I have uh, a capable arm. It, it's tough. It's tough. And, and I I know multiple people that prefer it without power steering. And I was like, <laughs> you are just plain crazy. And I will say this to your face. Well, you are crazy. And they like, like take, oh, no, it's so much better. I'm like, no, it's not. They like it's taking not. turns at 45 miles an hour, you know, like 90 degree turns at stoplights. Because sure. if you're doing 45 miles an hour, it's easier to turn. Well, yeah. But. So anyway, this is affecting um, certain cars. If on the off chance you are not on the off chance, I know a lot of you are still driving R50, R53s. Um, call your dealer and have them check your VIN, see if you qualify for you know replacement. If you've already replaced it, see if you can get, get some your money, money back. back. Yeah. yeah, I looked into this for Roxy and I would I didn't qualify and I forgot why, but I think now she probably would, which doesn't matter because it's over the shed too many miles anyway. And my question is, if is does this have something to do with the power steering fan at the bottom? That was really just open to road grime and all kinds of dirt and everything. Well, that fan failed on every car in the it first did. thousand miles anyway. It did, and well, so I, mean, I could I could make a whole show about this because I've I've studied this extensively. I mean, yes, the fans failed. Um, it did overheat some of the pumps, and it would actually blow a fuse inside the car that didn't relate back to that fan. It actually at ran the therm it ran the thermostat, and the car would overheat because you yeah. know the fan it's wouldn't a- come on. There was multiple things that even when you look at the wiring diagrams, it's like, why is this wire connected to that wire? Because it doesn't look like it should be affecting any of that either. Because it was designed by the old Rover people, and they were Brits, and they've been idiots since 1959. Oh, I just said that. I said that. that. But, you know, the the high-speed fans on the cooling fans on the car, you know, would fail. That would also affect the power steerings and and fuses and how all of that worked and affected. So... Yes, the the first several designs of that power steering fan, which actually is a much better design nowadays, you know, failed multiple times and it caused a lot of other things to fail. But the fan was not the final root problem overall, because even if you're driving yeah. the car, I mean, you're still going to have wind blowing around. It's still going to have some like you're going to tell me that that fan or the, that that power steering pump is running so hot that it has to have a computer fan yeah. right. blowing on it at all times. Yeah, nah, I don't know about that, but you know, so 
Um, but it doesn't apply know. to my 06. I have an 06 uh, uh, Cooper doesn't, S. It doesn't apply if you if you own the good R50, R53, which is the 2006. 2005 are okay, too. Anyway, take a, take your VIN to the dealer and see if they can. Yeah. Take it, it, that was something that I had actually you know brought up within our, our own uh, little circle here that, uh, you know, why isn't 2006s or the 7 and 8 convertibles, you know? Those right. all had the exact same power steering pump number. I mean, that pump pump number hasn't hasn't changed throughout. They did, the year. but they put a they put a shroud on the fan. <laughs> right? They put yeah. a little. My my GP has a little cover on the. Well, uh, they put the shroud on the fan in, in like, Yeah, they did it in the LC- They I did mean, it in the LCI, um, which you know because they learned that that was an issue, and they changed the fuse. It had a separate fuse after that too. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that they've changed and they've redesigned it multiple multiple times, but. I'm surprised that they're recalling all these cars because of it. I mean, some of these cars are super, super old. So, you know, we have to take a little bit of this uh, article with a grain of salt because when you say 86,000 cars are being recalled. That's potential because we look at that and go – 13-year-old cars, I bet a good 30% of them aren't even on the road anymore. Oh, they've I bet been, you 50% of those aren't even on the road anymore because they've, they've been either rotted out in the quarter panel or it has... Um, they've been wrecked, totaled, stolen, parted. Yeah, all that type of stuff. So, you know, we're going to be looking at maybe 40,000 cars that they yeah. would recall. Maybe. But, oh, again, over probably 25% to 50% of those cars have already had the power steering pump replaced right. and have already gotten reimbursed from the last set of programs. Right. So you got about 13,000 cars left to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, you know, but if you happen to have one, uh, recall is expected to begin December 1st, 2015. Uh, you can contact Mini Customer Service at the, you know 866-825-1525. And it'd be really easy to find out whether it's been done for all these like second and third owner people. Uh, look down on your uh, in in the engine bay where the uh, power string reservoir is. Follow it all the way down as if you still have a old pinch style clamp on there. That's the original pump. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Hey, speaking of recalls, I finally got my recall letter for my uh, from GP uh, uh, seat, mat? seat mat. Yep, that they finally have them, and they said schedule it with the dealer. And my dealer told me they're like, yep, we have them. Just just uh, put it on the schedule and i go how about never (laughs) it's just starting to roll out right now it's like literally within the last couple weeks yeah they have the parts now they're they're doing it and i actually talked to him i said can i elect not to do this and they said well technically no but there is a workaround because mine still works there's there's not a problem with it and i kind of don't want them to dig into the seat because they have to take the cover off, they have to rip the foam off the bottom, like all the adhesive and everything, replace the mat, and I'm like, I don't. Yeah, it'd be fine. Just let them do it. You think so? Yeah. All right. It when you actually get in there, it's actually pretty pretty simple. But I'm like, mine's not malfunctioning now. It works just fine now. What- well, while you're there installing six sets of stripes, just <laughs> do it. Just do it. And they'll they'll love it. They're getting paid to do it. They're, you'll 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 get it back and be like, eh, it looks exactly the same. So what they say is the same thing they said. Now this just talking about the long line of recalls because this is something that isn't in the rundown. The 2014 and 2015 Mini Cooper and Cooper S's have also been recalled. For airbag issues, and okay. I think this is separate from the Takata airbag thing. This oh. is basically the airbags. Uh, you know, there's levels of how they go off, like a severity of of crash. I think there's 
probably three different levels. Chad, you might be able to tell me exactly. Uh, there's at least two, yes. Yeah, there's it, at least a couple. It, it kind of goes off or like it goes off enough to push a 200-pound man 10 feet in the air. Yeah, yeah. So there's different levels of it. So uh, the problem is is that in a low impact, like a, a non-severe crash where they go off, they may not go off at a low enough force. They may go off at full force. So um, that is coming down. Now, that was just announced a week ago, and it didn't make the rounds like this one did. That kind of blows my mind. You know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting. This one, this, everybody's just like, oh, power steering. And it's because nobody bothers to read. The, you know, they say, oh, Mini Cooper power steering is recalled. The, and then it'll bother to go and look and say that it's 2002 to 2005. That it's on you know, 10- and 13-year-old cars. Right. When everybody goes, oh, I don't have one of those anymore. Yeah, I don't have one of those. <laughs> You know, but, I was gonna, I was gonna say there's uh it's interesting. We get a lot of people that call the shop and they're they're looking at a mini or they're they're thinking about buying, you know, what's the best year to buy and all this stuff and and I basically, you know, kind of preface it, I was like, look, mini can't get thermostats right, they can't get uh some water pumps <laughs> right. There's there's always going to be these problems no matter what your car you have. And I guess I'm gonna have to add airbag you know, seatbag airbags to that too, because you know, I can't tell you a single Mini that I haven't had to replace a thermostat on. Every single Gen 1, every my, single Gen 2. My GP's had three. Yeah, I mean, uh, the N14 motors are going through thermostats like it's just going out of style. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, when people are like, well, what do you think about the new uh, the new, the new ones? And I was like, well, it'll be, uh, so far it's been a pretty good platform, but, uh, you know, at some point it'll need a thermostat and it'll Wait. probably need a water pump. You know, and they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, because that's their track record. I mean, like, <laughs> oh, and air, air conditioning. They're going to need air conditioning at some point, too. I yeah. don't have, I don't really have too many problems with air conditioning cars. Of course, you guys use air way, air way more out there than we do here. So, yeah, we have yeah. windows in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. So, you know, I think maybe it might be time that I repost uh, a link to the motoring file R50, R53 buyer's guide. Yeah. For those of you who are looking to get into, I know there's a lot of you out there that are listening and don't know Mini Coopers and you'd like a Mini, but you don't necessarily want and you don't want a new one or you just can't afford it and you want to kind of start on the cheap. Uh, decent R50s and R53s can be had for a song now. I mean, in good well, nick. If you for, want a. A really cheap car by yourself a 2007 because a 2006 yeah. 53 is worth more than a 2007 r56 s yeah, who wants it who wants a first gen r56 honestly chad come on well just bad advice yeah, i'm getting evil stares here from a R56 <laughs> from the peanut gallery yeah i have i have a 2008 r56 but it's a cooper so i'm immune to most oh, of yeah the coopers issues. are different than s's i'm immune to from most of the issues with the first gen s but honestly that's that is the one car i would steer far 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 away from as a first gen r56 we uh we actually kelly blue booked a car that's in the shop right now for some work and it is a only got sixty-eight thousand miles on the car Fairly okay. low overall. Yeah. 2007, and it needs a little bit of work. It's blue booking right now at about $6,300. Dude, that is a. Third. Yeah, but you know what, though? Is you're going to have to spend that much money again on a turbo a week after you buy it. Oh, well, I mean, it needs brakes. It needs a clutch. It needs, you know, $3,500 $3, worth of work on a $6,000 car. So I was like, okay, well, I will give you $2,500 for the car. The guy started laughing at me because he actually turned down a $6,000 offer from the dealer. Sure, he did. And I was like, you should have taken that money. And go run. back and see if it's still good. Go back. <laughs> yeah. I was like, quick, go back. Go back right now. Here, I'll, like, I'll pay for the tow truck. Go. Yeah. 
So well, um, we're gonna put brakes on it and uh, send yeah. them on a merry way. All right. Anyway, if you're looking for a mini, you want a you want a 2005 or a 2006 R50 R53. That's the ones to get. They're the the best ones of that version of car. If you're looking at R56, scoot ahead to about 2009 or 10. And uh, try to get JCW if you're looking at an S. Better reliability. I, I say 10 or 11. Yeah, 10 or 11, and you get, if you go 10 or better, and if you go JCW, if you're going older than 10, go JCW, because you get better reliability. Just saying. But what the hell do I know? I drive a Cooper. Anyway, I think we're done with news. Uh, moving on, before we do, let's remind ourselves about another one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof, our friends over at Cravenspeed. Cravenspeed.com. They build really cool stuff for your mini, right? All the minis. doesn't matter which one you've got. Uh, the shorty antenna, the dipstick that you can read for the R56. Uh, my favorite piece, of course, the FlexPod adapter, the short shift kit, the gear shift knob, all the things are made over Cravenspeed. They make them with lasers and robots out of unobtainium and titanium and aluminum. It's all like custom crafted on big lathes and it's just amazing stuff. And they take their time and they make it right and it's really high quality pieces. And when you get it, if you don't know how to install stuff, you go over to the site and there's instructions, like really detailed instructions that help you install all the parts. And there's videos sometimes to help you install them as well. Super duper awesome. That's over at Cravenspeed. Once you're there, I want you to sign up for the email newsletter that way you're also notified whenever they update the site. Super handy to know when they add something new and you'll go, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. I don't want to put that on my car. You can do that if you sign up. And if you do place an order at cravenspeed.com, there's a contact. There's a, a little comment form there. I want you to make sure that you thank them for supporting the world-famous White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, in this case, being our friends over at Cravenspeed. Cravenspeed.com, home of the electric mini. Moving on. Yes, sir. Moving on. I like the. I think we should touch on the story. I mean, we can cover this briefly because we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. We talked about, yeah, Todd actually brought this up a couple of weeks ago, and that's the whole DMCA thing with you not being able to mod your car, mod the software in your car, right? Yes. That, that was uh, like three three shows back. Yep. Todd talked about it. I think my eyes might have glazed over. I barely remember him talking about it. But Todd, of course, finds this week, or last week rather, over at The Verge, which is a nerd website, um, that automakers have lost the battle to keep you from modding the software in your car. Or hacking the software, if you will. <clears throat> yes. Which basically means that for people like Chad, he can uh, get into the car and change some parameters and things like that. Basically tune the car. Yep. the way you want it, without breaking federal laws, the DMCA or Digital Millennium Copyright Act, right. which previously protected that, happens to be the same act that allowed Volkswagen to get away with their shenanigans yes. for as long as they did. And I think we can thank Volkswagen for this because it was a unanimous vote by the government to say people can you know, get in and mod their cars. Now, everybody, all the car manufacturers were against this. Um, for a, a number of reasons, some legitimate, some not so legitimate. I mean, one, the, the car manufacturers want their stuff to be proprietary because they're like, well, we spent all this time in engineering and work putting into the, our software. We don't want somebody to just dive into it and go, well, I can just go put this and, oh, they did this and I can do this to my car. So it's kind of like corporate stealing ideas you know, from other corporations. But I think that's kind of beside the point because companies like Chad now can go into the car and tune it, do different stuff to it. And car manufacturers are like, well, wait, what if they, you know, change the emissions on it? And it's like people aren't allowed to do things that would make the car illegal, but people are going to do it anyway <laughs> because they'll go in and change parameters like 
emissions to make the car run better. Um, you know, all ki- there's all kinds of stuff you can do to the software and engine to make the car run a little bit better. And it's probably going to get worse economy, of course, and maybe spew out some more exhaust. But there's a lot of states where you're not required to, you know, in Kansas, you're not required to go smog test the car. Right. So I don't know. It's it's kind of an exciting thing and, and uh, interesting. It's going to take a year for this to go into effect. Full right. Effect. And it's not going and it, to... And it, it doesn't cover... Uh, the telematics or in the entertainment system, so you're still not going to be able to hack that software of like the nav or like many connected type pieces. Yeah, you're not going to be able to go in and program your own car to to accept Apple CarPlay, <laughs> right? Or have Google Maps as your default navigation system or something. Right. That's not going to be. You'll you could probably do it, but you will be breaking the DMCA in yeah. doing so. But if you wanted to, you know, remap your throttle position, well, you could go ahead and do that now, or give a little more boost to the turbo. Right. You know it. I am surprised that they, JCW tune. they didn't win or in all reality. I know. I'm glad they didn't because, you know, there were quite a few things that I've spent a lot of money on to get and things that would be completely obsolete as well as certain aspects of my business. But like, no, sorry, you've got to go to the dealer for that. And, you know, right. people would be really upset. You know, so I'm glad that I am still able to do a lot of that type of things. And, you know, in a business like myself, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, take off all of the catalytic converters and, you know, make the world a, a worse place. I mean, we recycle more than any other shop in probably the entire Detroit area. Uh, we also make sure that, uh, you know, cars are put together correctly and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, because, you know, we also want them to run, you know, without check engine lights and, and stuff like that. But, yes, there are going to be those shops that's like, eh, whatever, we can just turn that off with whatever program or, you know, something like that. But the the more that the cars are being updated and the, and the fancier the fancier that they are getting, it is going to be harder for people to crack that, you know, solutions, and it's going to become much more expensive. So uh, somebody that's trying to modify a 2015 Mini is going to be somebody that can afford to actually do it and knows exactly what they're doing versus your backyard shop that's yeah. like wow it's like 15 grand for me to buy the program to actually work on that car no i don't want anything to do with that i'm just going to keep right. working on you know these mid 80s and 90s cars that that take just a basic code scanner and i don't have to have a special tool to tell the car that it needs a new battery well you know? and i think we can all so. just say thank you volkswagen for yeah. <laughs> opening up the software to the rest of us yeah yes. it, it's uh you know it's interesting because i've actually been talking to a, quite a few different people in different software aspects as of late trying to find uh better new solutions for various problems that we run into on a day-to-day basis um, and they're like, oh, well, we have a great relationship with Volkswagen, and we actually, you know, Volkswagen and Audi, we don't even need permission because we, we write all their software. I'm like, oh, so you guys were the ones that did it. Like, oh, no, we didn't do that. But you know, I was like, uh-huh, yeah, right? Yep. So it's just a matter of time until somebody actually gets caught. And, you know, I, yeah. all manufacturers are doing something somehow to make their bottom line better without being too shape shifty, you know, so there's making the numbers uh, play in their own favor. It's, uh, it's, 
it's no matter no matter what you look at, you know, whether it's a TV or a car or a pair of pants. I Everybody's mean, been always, in the rules. There's always something that's made a little bit different than what it really should be from back in the day. Um, you know, obviously they come through great strides in pants by putting a lot of spandex in them, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, you know that the the actual making has gotten a lot cheaper than it used to ever be. So yeah. Is it really still worth $30 for a pair of pants? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I want to pick on Todd for one look at Infinity. Before I do that, though, I want to do another shout-out. We did this last week. Uh, Stefan in New York is one of the fine patrons here to White Roof Radio. They're kicking in every show to help keep us up and running, which is super-duper awesome. You can do that as well and possibly get a shout-out of your own, plus other cool stuff coming. Uh, over at patreon.com forward slash White Roof Radio, there's a link over at whiteroofradio.com. Please. So, Todd. Yes. Why in God's name are you looking at an infinity? <clears throat> in my quest for a, a small luxury SUV, let's. Everybody knows that I started looking at the uh, the Range Rover Evoque, right? Which yeah, okay. Which appeals to me uh, from a design level, but um, then repels me a bit from a maintenance and reliability level. And like, a drivability level. Didn't you drive it and you said it wasn't that great? I did. It wasn't great. It was comfortable, but it wasn't. I think your lady friend really disliked it a lot. It wasn't like, you know, fun to drive. So that's kind of fallen off the off the radar a little bit, although I still like the car. Um, it's definitely like third or fourth down on the list. So anyway, looking for kind of a small SUV style, something that is luxury on the luxury end. I'm talking an X5, a used X5, um, which I don't really like the design of so much, but I like, you know, that. And then, like I said a few weeks ago, talking to my BMW mechanic, he's like, why don't you just go look at a used Honda Pilot? So <laughs> I have reliability issues on BMW there. Yeah. So that's falling down the list. So I'm I don't certain think you'd like a Pilot, by the way. They're not very luxurious. No, I don't think I would either. So looking down the list at just what's out there on the market... I was walking the dog a few weeks ago and walked in front of a neighbor's house and there sat an Infiniti FX35. Now, this is a car they haven't made since 2012 or 13. Oh, isn't that the, the fancy version of the Nissan Armada? No, no. Is, that, is, it, is it the giant Infiniti? No, no, no. no. It's, a sm it's a small SUV and it looks like a sports car. It, oh, okay. It actually looks like the uh, like an M Coupe on steroids, a BMW M Coupe. Oh, I know which one that is. That's ugly. Yuck. I don't like that car. Yeah, I, I like the design of it. I actually like the looks of it, and I walked by it a couple times. I thought, what is that? I've never really considered it. So I decided to go look it up. What's what's an Infiniti FX35? This car's been out since like 2006. It really, the body style hadn't changed. That's a big criticism in the automotive world. But everybody that has owned them has liked them. And when I started looking at, at used ones on the market, I started coming up with dozens and dozens available uh, cars with over 100,000 miles on it that were still asking $16,000, $18,000. So that leads me to believe something about this car is it's extremely reliable and it's going to last a long time. Extremely hideously ugly is what it is. Sorry, that was my bad. <laughs> so I actually like the design of it. I mean, that's a matter of opinion, and you're entitled to the opinion, even if it's wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, we gave Alex a hard time for liking that really ugly, weird Toyota. That thing was just bad. We all we all agreed with him on that. Dude, this is this car. The FX35 is right up there with it. No, I it I like the looks. It has some interesting body lines. I mean, it's very swooshy in some aspects. It's got a big gaping mouth. 
And everybody who drives it Every says... Every car nowadays has a big gaping mouth. I know, I mean, you can't get away F from it. cars have big gaping mouths. I mean... You really can't get away from that in car design. It's a, it, We're in the dark ages of car design, in my opinion, right now. Like the late Somehow 80s. we have to get air to the radiator. <laughs> yeah. Gigantic hole. Like they've never figured out how to do it before, but then all of a sudden it all... <laughs> it all looks Chats, like a... Cat's at hole. <laughs> Every front end of a car looks like a cat. Speaking of mouth. hole, whatever happened to Courtney Love? <laughs> That was right. a non sequitur if I've ever heard one. Right? Yeah. I mean, and and now we have a show title. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to Courtney Love. But anyway, so yeah, I'm considering this. I haven't driven the car yet. But, you know, when Alex was here, I was telling him about it. And he starts looking it up. And the, and the new version of it is a, is a QX50 or a QX70. And he looked and he goes, everything is standard on this car. You get heated rear seats. You get 360 camera. You've got leather. You've got full nav. Um, with 23s, man, I just put a I just put a link in the chat. The thing is just loaded, okay. So, um, and looking at this, and they're a decent price, and it's a Japanese car. It's gonna run forever, you know. I was a Honda guy from years ago, and uh, I'm a big fan of the Japanese cars. So I thought I need to go drive this, you know. At the same time, like the same weekend, I go driving the Clubman when it comes out because I to segue into that, I saw the Clubman over this past weekend. Uh, they had one at our dealer. It came mm -hmm. in. It was here for a day. I got mm -hmm. to crawl in it, sit in it. Um, I did not get to drive it. It was comfortable, but I got to say, I wasn't as impressed with the interior like I was supposed to be. You really? Because the interior in the pictures looks like it's like super, like super nice. It really didn't feel that much. I'm serious. Nice. It really didn't feel that much different than the F56. Huh. And the F56 is nice. Don't get me wrong. It's nice. Yeah. And, there are changes. It feels a lot like my BMW 3 Series wagon, my E46 wagon, because <clears throat> this is something that Minis have never had before. It's got that, that drivetrain kind of console all the way down the center. So now there's no gap anymore between, you know, the driver's seats. Like, there's, it's, it's completely a, a tunnel that's there. And so it's the center console. So it gives you a different feeling in the car. But the seats are comfortable. Um... Not for $1,250. I'm still not going to buy the electric seats. I don't care how much I like them. <laughs> but I really the like the, the looks of this car um, opening the back end of it. Seems like there's a lot of room getting in and out of the back. Uh, I don't know. Putting, Chad's putting pictures of an Infiniti QX56 limo in the chat and then I'm looking for the most ridiculous versions of the QX35. I found one that I F think is running on 32s. That 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 uh, limo has Lambo doors. It might be. <laughs> the limo's dope. You can get that one you can get, Todd. You can All get right. the limo with the Lambo door. Yeah, that's a that's the huge one though. That's the giant one. I don't. That's like. the one that's the size of the Armada. It's a big, yes, massive, yes. like uh, almost as big as a suburban. Yeah. Then you have to do it with the thirty with the thirty inch rims. Oh my god! You just can't get away from it. You got to do with thirties. That is so bad. That is so bad. Well, I haven't even driven this car yet, but there's there's enough of them on the market, and I gotta say, I used one with with uh, forty or fifty thousand miles. They're going for like twenty seven, twenty eight grand. That seems pretty reasonable. It seems pretty reasonable for that kind of luxury. Now, a car that's three years old, yeah. But as much as I drive, it's gonna last me five years. With yeah, you know what you're gonna want to do. Those remember last week we were looking at the Consumer Reports uh, reliability thing, right? Yeah. And you remember Infinity was pretty near the bottom of that list. They were, and that's something to consider and look into. But right. dude, when you're looking at a two or three year old car, unless you buy a Lexus or what else was it, an Audi? Or Lexus, and yeah. your price goes up precipitously. You know, uh, uh, if you do that, 
That's true. No, you're 100% correct. So that's the thing, because I looked at the Q5. I looked at the Q7, and I, I can't get a used one for under 40 or 50 grand. So what do you have against like an X3? Is that just too small? Yeah, I don't know. It's not that it's too nice small. It, it doesn't have the luxury that an X5 has. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Kinda, like ginormous. Um, you know, when you actually put an X5 or 3 next to this uh, Infinity, the Infinity is kind of like a car that's a little bit on steroids, where the other one is more of like an SUV right. that's on steroids. Right. And everybody who's driven the FX35 in this, if you look at reviews, even car reviewers, they drive this car and they say it is a bl- it drives like a sports car. So mm. I'm going to like that aspect of it. And I heard one the other day driving down the road and it sounds like a sports car. It sounded really? phenomenal. Like DB, you know how much you love the sound of the the G35 and G37. The G35 coupe yeah, sounds really nice. Sounds it's, like a Z. They did the same thing with this car. It sounds uh-huh. phenomenal. It sounds like a race car driving down the road. Nice. All right. So I don't know. I'm I'm considering it. It is on the about, list. You should also consider possibly. Uh, let's let's throw out some more recommendations. I think you're um, uh, missing out on maybe looking at a, a used Porsche Cayenne. I've looked into that, and they're still in the in the fifty to sixty thousand. Are they really? Yeah, expensive. As well as being ugly. Yeah, and I'm not a big fan of the style of it. A little. Yeah. Bit. How about a Range Rover Sport? Still too spendy. Also expensive. Yes. Yeah, but that's a fine automobile that would serve you well. Yeah, I could do it if I sold the GP, but that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And then I was just going to throw out just to be ridiculous, a G-Wagon. But that's just me being ridiculous. Hey, I've always loved that. I've always loved the Mercedes. Why don't you just roll around in a G-Wagon with bling and rims? Yeah, but then talk about... movement system. That's like 70 grand for a used one of those. (laughs) That's true. All right, fair enough. And maintenance out the the ass. Talk about reliability issues. Yeah, I'm looking at a list of... uh, I'm actually pulling this off of a list of... um, the SUV luxury midsize SUVs yep. that I found at some website. And actually these people had the gall to put on this list, the, uh, Volkswagen Touareg. Oh, didn't our, didn't our buddy Michael Babishkin have one of those? Did he have a Touareg? No, he didn't have a Touareg. He had a golf. I now, have, now they have a countryman. Michael, if you're listening to the show, send us a I message. Think, I don't think he, they had a Touareg, did they? I think they did. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They've had one of everything. You know them. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they've had two of everything. So yes, that's true. <laughs> that is true. They don't share well. But what about an X6? Too spendy and too ugly? No, no. There's been some X6s in the price range, um, and I like the I like the design of it a little bit. But then I got reliability issues after talking oh, to my BMW okay. guys. Reliability issues. They're like, buy one that's certified, that's got warranty to six years, 100,000 miles. You're fine. Well, to do that, the price goes up five to seven grand. Right. All right, fair enough. So. And you can't get anything Lexus because either it's too expensive or it's a soccer mom car. I'm just so. not old enough to drive a Lexus. You got to be over fifty. Well, if you if you get the RX three fifty, you can't get that one because you with that car you're supposed to take kids to soccer practice I and know. school and stuff. And it just looks boring. I'm sorry. Yeah, it just looks boring. Not cool. All right. And an, I'm not an Acura guy either. As much as I like Hondas, I don't like the RDE and the, the MDX and RDX. I don't like those. Well, wh- let's go back to Volvo. What about the XC ninety? Um, I, I do like I dr- I did drive the Volvos. Now here's the problem: is it kind of drove really sloppily. Mm. Not a driver's car, and Not I driver's car so much. Yep, yep. So that's my that was my. I liked the car a lot. I, I, it felt nice. It was uh, a decent car, but yeah, it just. Well, my, one of my biggest issues with the Infiniti FX50 or FX35, whichever one it is you get, um, is the shoulders, the front shoulders of that car. I think it just with the open mouth and the way the wheel wells come up and and go higher, 
than the hood line, I think it just looks weird. Well, it's an SUV, man. Like, be like a it. Tucker or something. <laughs> I think I'd rather have a Tucker. Dude, look at a Tucker. <laughs> There's only like 47 of them left. You got to be able to get one of those for a song, right? Yeah. They don't have cruise control. <laughs> and they don't have cruise control. <laughs> or air conditioning for or them. heated seats. Or heated seats. Uh, but they had that cool headlight that followed that turned with the wheel. Yeah. But it does come with nav. And seatbelts. The Tucker had seatbelts. Don't forget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Well, All anyway. Right. You know, I, I will uh, I'll go on record for saying I support Todd in his decisions. It's not necessarily a car that I would own, but uh, it's not a bad, uh, not a bad choice. I've got good I, – I've got information to back me up, though, right? right. You've got sol- If you have solid intel on this car, I'm you in. You are selling it, you know, for sure. So Yeah. For, for, for my situations – that's that's what it is. Now I have not ruled out the Clubman because or a slam Volvo wagon, I, <laughs> Volvo diesel wagon. I got to say I built a Cooper Clubman online and I loaded the crap out of it with everything from head-up display to rear camera, the full-on nav, and everything. And I think I got it to around thirty-two grand. And um, if the as long as the Cooper Clubman doesn't drive like a dog, you know the added weight and the length of the car, if it feels too sloppy or too sluggish, you know. I probably won't do it, and the problem with so, going with a Cooper S. So you're S- thinking possibly a, a Cooper Clubman. Yeah, a Cooper Clubman. The problem with going with a Cooper S Clubman is that, that drives me up into another price range. You add three grand to it, right. and that drives me up into some other cars. It's right. it's really on the on the line here, and I think it's all going to come down to drivability for me. I I would love to have another Mini. I really like the Clubman. I think it would suit my purpose as well. You know, keep it in the Mini family. Sure. A lot, yeah. a lot of fun. So. Well, I saw some really nice pictures of the Clubman just uh, today, yesterday, you know, this morning. And they really did some nice things with that front bumper to make it look a lot better yeah, than th- some of the other cars. I think the car looks good. You know, so they've really done some nice styling cues on that car. So, you know, hey, I totally support the idea of going to a Clubman if it's got yeah. everything you're looking for and in, in, in the price range that you're, you know, looking for. Yeah. So, and I don't, I seriously don't think. You know, thirty to thirty-two thousand dollars is an unreasonable price to pay for a car that gives you four doors, hauling capacity, and the kind of—I don't want to call it luxury because I wouldn't say that I wouldn't call the Clubman luxurious because it, it feels a lot like the F56 now. It's a comfortable car, so it's not going to be the luxury that I want out of. Yeah, if you're looking for you know super plush leather and Cadillac drive and supports sports car handling and all that type of stuff, yeah. You know that may not be there, but if you really think you know, you know the Mini as a luxurious brand from where they came from, you know a you know Don's early R50 to the new F56. Yeah, it's a different ball game. Know, <laughs> it has gone completely luxury. You know from. Right. Well, I gotta say, coming from you realize what I'm coming from too. I'm coming from the GP. Anything, oh, yeah. <laughs> anything's gonna feel luxurious. Well, comparison. that's true. It's, gonna, so. it's definitely gonna feel a little different. The GP is a whole different animal in itself. So, you know, if you're looking for that luxurious car, I mean, you know, definitely go, you know, look at a Cadillac. Go look at, uh, you know, a Buick. You Man, know, all I of have that been. Res- stuff. Oh, you know, some of those Buicks aren't bad, dude. I mean, I know you're too young for a Buick still, but. I don't like the Buick. There are some Cadillacs that look pretty good. And I've asked. Uh, hair, you know. It's I'd love to have a, a, a CTSV now. wagon. I well, think that would, yeah. be a, <laughs> that would be an awesome car. probably pick one of those up song and dance you right just now. can't find it. they're not available there's none of them on the used market 
Really? Yeah, they're just... Wagons, really? They're ghosts. The CTSV wagons are... They're few and far between because people love those cars so much. All the editors over at Jalopnik own them all. That's why. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, it's a truly enthusiast car right there. Todd, we will continue to support you in your endeavors to replace, or not to replace, but to add an additional car to the Pearson household, um, as long as it's not too absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and from what I know, uh, I talked with someone from Mini this past week that we should have them uh, to drive here in Kansas City and most places the last week of November, first week of December. And the reason why none of us are getting to drive these cars yet is they haven't been approved by the EPA. Um, So probably taking their time and making sure all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Well, whatever they're doing, that's, and there's nothing many can do to speed that process up. So it's best guess at this point, how long it's going to take. These are all estimates. So don't, Nobody be shocked if it doesn't get here until the 15th of December or even the last week of December. That's why we can't drive them at this point because all the cars now are manufacturer plate cars. They're still technically, you know, they're not approved. They're just the demo kind of, hey, we can show this off. There's special rules for that, but that is why. They can't drive it. They have to trailer it dealer to dealer, that kind of thing. They actually do drive it dealer to dealer. That's fine. They can do that, but there's a special waiver for that type of car. It's registered registered different. So therefore, you can't let customers drive it because it's not an approved car, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that's why none of us in the press have been able to drive it yet or nobody's gotten to. You know, it's kind of interesting with the whole EPA and the MPGs and all that stuff seems like they've kind of uh, been caught with their pants down way too many times so now they're being like super cautious and really being like okay we don't have enough people to actually do this job now so we need to hire some more people and get kind of, like back on track now you know yeah that is a good point because you know like we've said before only like 16 percent of cars actually get tested by the epa just because of manpower but right. when when something happens like mini gets their hand slapped for what happened last year in 2014 Ford or whoever, 2015. I mean, yeah, they're like. Oh, seems wait. like everybody's getting getting slapped right now. You so. kind of get put in the corner, and it may take a little bit longer the following year because you're in the you're in the naughty you know line, <laughs> right? Like many is now. Yeah, you're not in the fast track line. You know, like the GM guys, you just get to sail right through. Right. So anyway. All right. Just well, I. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we're about done. How are we doing on time? Yeah, I think we're done. Yep. Yeah, perfect. Uh, I want to remind you guys one more time. Let's uh, pull open motoringstripes.com. You want Todd Stripes on your car, but you just can't get to where Todd is? That's okay. Go over to motoringstripes.com. You can buy stripes that Todd's actually made that he puts on customer cars, and you can install them yourself. It's really simple to do. And then once you install them, you say, check me out. I got Todd Pearson Stripes on my Mini. Huh. And, and I live in a state that doesn't have a Mini Cooper dealer. And if you don't see it there, uh, shoot me an email. I sent out a half a dozen sets of custom stripes last week to people who are like, I want this, but I want this style. I want carbon fiber with the red edge, or I want silver with a dark silver edge. I can totally do that, and I have a comment. The same thing goes if you want the white roof radio sunroof delete kit. Uh, just uh, send Todd a message, and with the color of your roof, he'll tell you how much it costs, and I'll get one sent out to you. Yep. And you should uh, tag all your photos with hashtag motoring stripes. There you uh, go. That's right. And and also, when you go to checkout, make sure you use the coupon code of 5050 to save yourself 5% on the order. Pretty cool. Go over check it out, motoringstripes.com, you know, because blank is boring. Boom.
just like that. But yeah, we're done, gang. Um, one more time, it's a shout out to our man, Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. If you're within four hours of the shop, he should be your mechanic anyway. And if you need something nice for your mini, or if you need like a spare tire, or you want like a bag for your tires that are made with love with, from by Chad's mom, for reals, or any other of the millions of parts that, that Chad carries at Detroit Tune, pull them up, DetroitTuned.com, if you'd be so kind. Yeah, and you know you can also get those bags at Outmotoring, which is one of our sponsors also. Oh, see, look at that. We all That's play super nice. You guys, yeah, all our sponsors play really nice together, which I like. You can actually buy Craven Speed stuff from Chad. And Craven Speed's totally okay with that. Yeah. So if you go over to Detroit Tuned and buy, like, a Craven Speed part, you get, like, double points. I think, or something. Anyway, that's all we have for, that's <laughs> all we have for playing go, along at the home game. Yeah, exactly. That's all we have for tonight, though, gang. Uh, thanks again for listening. We do appreciate it. Um, but uh, this is the part of the show where I like to make that funny clicking sound. And then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next week, gang, this is DB. I am done. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you.